Today we are going to be talking about how we can make the best out of the situation, talking about quarantine, talking about the corona. I feel like there is a lot of hidden blessings in this whole experience. I mean, it's not every day that we get to stay home for months. We have so much time that we can be using just for ourselves. I mean, I really don't get y'all ungrateful asses. Like... <laughs> I don't understand. What do you want? What do you want? Um, and today I'm with Luini. Luini. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and we're gonna be focusing on social distancing and why this might just be a great opportunity, especially for those of you who are most anxious about it. This is a great opportunity for a lot of people to learn how to be alone without being lonely and really coming to terms with the importance of being comfortable in your own company. Start by like recognizing that this can also like be a bit toxic and unhealthy. But you can make it, like, you can make the most out of it. You can grow from this. Obviously, in theory, it sounds amazing. And in practice, hopefully it works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is the best we can do in terms of (laughs) self-help. So I don't think we have much of a choice, to be honest. And honestly, I think being alone is something that takes practice to be good at mm-hmm. and also enjoying being alone or at least being okay with being alone. I do feel like whether we had the quarantine situation or not, it is inevitable practice because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many people you have around you, you on your own sis. Period. And everybody's doing their thing. And you're most likely going to have a lot of situations where you're going through quarantine-like moments, whether Mm -hmm. you're like physically away from your support system, like moving to college is a familiar thing to a lot of you guys. Um, Or you, even if you don't experience something like that, um, you are most likely going to go through periods of feeling emotionally distant from the people around you, mm-hmm. which again is okay because everyone's moving like at their own different frequencies and whatnot. But from those two, I really got to, again, practice being alone and then recognize when I needed to do it voluntarily. You know what I mean? You know, Mm -hmm. when you just needed a break, like a social detox Mm -hmm. from everyone. And I think that these are the periods where I grew most in terms of emotional independence. Me, I think I've been doing this for like a few years now. Um, oh, she time. most definitely has. Listen, <laughs> this 
this girl will go i just it's kind of texting her yeah, i'm sorry she for months and weeks without texting me back but i'm okay with that like i understand i'm not even tripping yeah anyway um, you were saying um it started years ago like from the moment like i first got diagnosed with like depression i noticed that i was like isolating myself and all of that and I noticed that it took like such a big toll on my mental health and my well-being so what I decided is like it's inevitable that I'm gonna isolate myself and that is okay but I can learn to be comfortable being alone you know mm-hmm. um and I moved to Portugal and I don't have like the normal teen experience where they move alone and whatnot. I moved with my siblings. So I really like had to reinforce the idea that I need to have my alone time because my life started being based on being around people and helping people and making sure they're okay. So exhausting. exhausting. It, yeah, it was exhausting. So for me, I need these moments where I just log off and like go to the movies mm-hmm. by myself or not reply to Nisia's text sorry mm-hmm. yeah just stuff like that and I'm completely comfortable in pretty much being alone and this is why we've been needing quarantine everybody's yeah. running on a hundred exactly everybody is running on a hundred and part of the reason y'all are acting out um, when it comes to social distancing, because you know this is something that is necessary. Part of the reason you're pressing is because you don't know how to be alone. Exactly. Facts. You know? Um, but when I talk about um, taking a break, mm-hmm. I'm talking, I'm really talking about exactly what you were saying, actually, when you do it on purpose, when you kind of just go incognito to get your stuff together and you Mm -hmm. retreat. Um, I I think I've been doing this for so long that it's kind of become natural. Like whenever I'm too stressed or whatever, I'm just like, I just feel like there's too much going on. I just naturally just retreat. It's addicting. It's addicting. It can actually turn into avoidance. Yes. Oh my god, I feel like there's no winning with life. Exactly, <laughs> bro. For me, like I got to Portugal and I started doing that so much more to the point where I already had anxiety, but I started developing social anxiety. Like, and it was so bad to the point where I couldn't like walk up to a person and ask for directions or put my hand up in the classroom and like answer a question. It was like that bad. And I just sort of had to like turn everything around and be like, girl, this is not why you're like distancing yourself from people. Okay. So, cause this is also not healthy for you. I have to find like a balance. Let's talk about Twitter self care culture. Ugh. I, I love, I love to hate it. I love it, but I hate it. I think that it's great because it definitely, um, shows a mental health awareness you know one of the great things of being part of the most 
woke generation when it comes to mental health. We have things like cancel culture on Twitter where people are learning that it's okay to take a break from people. People are are learning how to identify toxic relationships. And also just the concept, let's call it a concept, that you don't owe people shit. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I do think, though, that the most important part about it is that things like that remind you to stay woke when it comes to the relationship between your mental health and your social life and just to really, like, be wary of the way that you're moving when it comes to your social circle and the people that you have around you. It's actually something that you need to put a lot of thought into. The people who you choose to keep in your life and the people who you choose to cut out of your life say a lot more about you than they do, than it does about them. And also the way that you cut people off says a lot about you. Um, I'm not going to lie. A lot of times I've gotten this whole cancel culture thing all wrong and just used it to validate my avoidance habits, which we were just talking about. So, Okay, but could we not call it like cancel culture? Because like the cancel culture on Twitter is like just canceling people's careers. Okay, when, when I say cancel culture, I mean basically the culture of cutting people off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know how nowadays we have all this list, the toxic friend, you yep. have the narcissist friend. Probably it's the situation is so real that most likely you are in somebody's book as a toxic friend or the narcissist friend. <laughs> and probably so am I. <laughs> um, honestly. No, okay. I don't want to, I don't want to seem like full of myself. But I think I'm not in anybody's toxic friend list. But girl, a lot of times, like I've been the toxic person (laughs) and and cut somebody off thinking that they're the toxic person. You know what I mean? I've Mm -hmm. been the toxic person that is ready to call everybody out on their bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not its not even necessarily in the sense that I was the most toxic person in the relationship. It was the fact that the problems in the relationship stemmed from something that I needed to fix. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, okay, here's what I mean. I get it. I totally get it. The problem in the relationship was a pattern of unhealthy habits that I have that end up resulting in me just being in badass friendships. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If I'm constantly in relationships or friendships where I am not gaining despite how much I'm giving Mm -hmm. um, or this friendship doesn't align with my growth or 
what I'm trying to be, mm-hmm. then there's a problem with me. I don't think if so. I'm con- if I'm constantly putting myself in these friendships where I, I eventually I'm going to have to cut you off. I think we all have to realize that like we have friendships and we have friendships. We don't always have that. We all have that friend that is not like really intellectual, but you like to turn up with them because they're fun. That friend that knows all the good spots. So you go with them like and eat and you don't really have like a really productive conversation, but you just vibe. So for me, I've had to learn to classify and how to like, how close I want to keep these certain people in my life. So the friends that actually help me grow and that support me and blah, 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 are closer, are closer to me than to these people that I just, you know, occasionally hang out with or turn up with. And because there's levels to it, you know? But girl, I'm not an in-between person when it comes to friendship. Like mm-hmm. if I'm saying that this, that if I'm saying that it's a relationship or a friendship, then it's, a friendship to me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if I'm constantly um, in situations where I feel like this person is just harming me in a way, and it seems like all these past friendships, it's the same issue that I see, Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then I, I feel like it's my problem. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like if the people are constantly being toxic, like and hurting you. Yeah. Okay. Then it's, I get it. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, But also the thing about it is like, I feel like in friendships, everybody's toxic, right? Mm-hmm. And in, fr- in friendships, we're basically just dealing with each other's toxicities. So it's only natural that you have periods of cutting people off, you know, of distancing yourself from mm-hmm. that friend for the sake of the friendship, you know? Yeah. Because, I definitely get it. Yeah. Like, if you want to have a long-standing friendship, you are going to need to take a couple of breaks from that person because if not, a lot of shit just builds up and it's just not sustainable. Friendships are not sustainable like that. And where I think I've gone wrong in cutting a lot of people out of my life was seeing it as like a definite thing. You know Mm. what I mean? Mm. Cutting off a friend like this person doesn't deserve to have me in their lives or they're not a good friend or good enough person to be in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or sometimes you have a friend who is not growing at the same rate as you and you just need to give that person a bit more time. But I definitely didn't need to be so aggressive in the way that I went about it. Also, there have been times where I cut people off um, in the name of excluding all the toxic people out of my life, when really the reason for cutting them off was to validate (laughs) 
a wow. lot of my toxic habits. You know wow. what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't notice it. I didn't I notice it. I don't it. think I've ever done that. I have. Wow. I have. I didn't notice it, but I have. That is a lot um, to unpack. Girl. Girl. <laughs> mm. <laughs> But sometimes I really do be just like, I, I, like I, I don't want to have it when people sh- exposing the side of me that I'm supposed to change. So I am going to just cut you off and blame it all on you. I'm going to find all the non-existent reasons <laughs> I can think of to um, cut you off. But it's not something that I notice when I'm doing that. But also, it might not just be that. Sometimes sometimes I'm at fault. I have been at fault for cutting someone off for things that they did um, that I never called them out on, you know? Mm, mm. Like, basically, I'm going to take your bullshit. I'm not going to call you out on it. Mm. Um, or I'm going to call you out on it, but I'm not going to seem that like dead ass serious about it. I'm not going to show you just how deeply it affects me mm-hmm. and you're going to be dismissive and that's going to piss me off. Yeah. And then I'll let that shit build up. Mm. I'm not cutting you off because you did something wrong. I'm cutting you off because I'm mad over some bullshit that I don't have the right to be mad at because I never never properly addressed it with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what I mean by there needs to be a careful, like reflective, introspective um, thought process behind how you move when it comes to your social life. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely. It needs to be about you. Exactly. Like that's why I'm that's why I'm saying like the people that you choose to keep in your life, like that toxic ass nigga that you have enabled <laughs> to stay in your life that's says a goal. lot about you. The people who you choose to cut off um say a lot says a lot about you because like I said, sometimes it's my fault and maybe I'm choosing to cut out someone who exposes my ugly side that needs to be exposed. Mm -hmm. Um, so that I can change or it can be someone that you're attracted to because they're toxic. You know what I mean? Which shouldn't have been in your life in the first place. (laughs) And then the way that you cut somebody off because you might be being overdramatic about it. So, yeah. Take this opportunity, social distancing, to reflect on your social life. What does that say about yourself? Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. Uh huh, honey.